0: And welcome to another edition of The Flow. I'm your community manager, Doc Rock, along with my awesome co-host. Hey, I'm Katie. You didn't say, hey, I'm Katie Fox this time. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Yeah, you know what? Because that's because Descript always puts F-O-X and it's just, it's so sad. (laughs) I need to to train it to spell it correctly.
0: (laughs) There's a dictionary thing. I'll show you how to add the right spelling to the dictionary. And I think what will make it smart is if you put it as the whole thing, it should figure it out. Oh, but anyway, it's oh. super easy to do. <laughs> anyway, gang. today we have awesome guests, and I can't wait to bring her on. So, without further ado, we have Sarah from Captivate coming to join us today.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm very, very excited. And thank you for the big up as well. I'm feeling very loved, very, very loved right now. Well,
0: I
1: know it's fantastic to have you here because I, I think, SEO is one of those important topics that, because it is an acronym, <laughs> can be somewhat intimidating to people who are new, or maybe you know our audience are are predominantly podcasters and video podcasters and video creators. So maybe you all don't exactly know some of the nuances of it. So I'm excited to be able to pick your brain <laughs> and share some uh, some pro tips for everyone. Awesome.
2: We awesome. Actually,
0: me too because. I oftentimes think that because of the amount of people that tried so hard to cheat the system for so long, like it can't possibly work because all the search engines have figured out ways to block it due to the fact that people were always cheating. So I've had this thought in my head for a minute and I would love to hear you unpick that, (laughs) like say why, why.
2: I'll definitely do my best. I'll definitely do my best.
0: (laughs) I, I guess in a nutshell, where we should start for people who may not understand or hear the word and think they know, but don't really know and never want to ask because it sounds crazy to ask. Can you explain SEO in a nutshell?
2: Yes, 100%. So SEO, it stands for search engine optimization. And basically it's a fancy word of doing stuff, technical I'm starting technical. So you you do certain things to your website that optimise it for search engines like Google, so that you are increasing the chances of when people are searching uh, for certain queries, topics that whenever they go to Google, you're doing stuff in the background or you're doing stuff to your podcast website. If we're talking about podcasts, um, so yeah, you're doing stuff in the background to optimise it to increase the chances of people coming across
0: you. Brilliant. All right, that makes sense. Okay, so. This is probably something that a lot of podcasters don't think about unless they come from the web world. What would be some of the most important steps that people can do to make sure that they're SEO optimized?
2: Yeah. So one thing is, so you have to think about podcast discoverability, right? Um, so there's lots of different ways that people can come across podcasts. So obviously the traditionalists out there would go to their favorite podcast app, um, whether that's Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music. Yeah. They would They would go there to search topics, find um, podcasts to listen to. However, there's so many different ways that people can come across your podcast that's not just on the podcast directories right and seo and google is one of those things um so the other day i i did a bit of research and i opened up a keyword research tool called SEMrush or SEMrush. And I'm not sure how you pronounce that. I think it's, <laughs> you can pronounce it either way. Either way, yeah. But I did I did a search um for the keyword best podcasts. And the data that came back from SEMrush was keywords. So when people go to Google and search for Best comedy podcast, best history podcast, best um, marketing podcast, right? So keywords that include best podcast globally, it was something crazy like 80,000 searches a month. And I reckon it's even more because these tools are great, right? But like they're gathering the data, but yeah, I think tools under report because I think that number is going to be even higher, right? So, so we know that people are going to Google, right? And they're, they're going to Google and they're typing best SEO podcast, best music podcast, right? To find, to find it. So, so we need to think of ways of how we can get our podcast out there. Uh, so first things first, you need to have a podcast website. So when we talk about SEO, um, obviously we've got all different search engines, but Google has the monopoly. Most people use Google. I know that people use Bing, DuckDuckGo, all those sort of things, but we, we tend to talk about Google uh, because that's the one that gets used the most and what kind of works with Google kind of works with other search engines. Obviously there's a caveat because algorithms work in different ways, search engines work in different ways, but yeah, like let's focus on Google. Uh, so yes, search engines in Google, they work by websites, yeah? Any other assets or mediums are a bit, bit trickier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we need to make sure that we have a website for our podcast and each of our episodes have individual pages as well. So that's one thing that we definitely need to do. Also, by having a website as well, Google will see your podcast as an entity, if that makes sense. So you must have seen it when you're searching for for things. You'll have something on the right-hand side that comes up called a knowledge panel. And a knowledge panel, they normally populate that with famous people, famous brands. But you know, on the right-hand side where you have like information, a picture, um, bullet points um, sort of thing. So having a website helps Google understand your podcast as an entity as well. So you're more likely to get a knowledge panel. So have I explained what knowledge panels are?
1: I think I think most of us understand, but yeah, throw it into the comments, live studio audience, if you're like, hang on, what's a knowledge panel? But I think this all logically makes sense to a lot of us. I, I would say my immediate question is, So certainly there's Google and there are websites and there's all of the text data that we need to put around our shows, right? So like our show titles, the show description, show notes, like all of that, that information that exists alongside images and audio and video, which are not easily discoverable by a search tool like Google. How does it work differently on YouTube as a tool? So, so, you know, we have, for example, for the flow, we have our Captivate website that has all of our data populated out. But then we also have, you know, all of that same data that exists here, you know, on our YouTube channel, in our flow now YouTube podcast, but in our, in our flow playlist, is it an issue to have that content duplicated since you, since YouTube and Google technically are the same company? Like how, how does some of that work? Do you approach it the same way on YouTube?
2: I I don't think it's an issue at all because because we know that Google and search engines, so when you're searching for certain things, Google will do video carousels, won't they? Or they'll give you a video as an example. Normally that pulls from YouTube. Sure. (laughs) So having your podcast repurposed on YouTube is only going to increase your discoverability. Okay. So, and you've got to think that YouTube is a search engine in itself. When we think about search engines, we we tend to think about Google. We tend to think of Bing and things like that, but anywhere that someone goes to search for things is a search engine. So YouTube is the same. People will open up YouTube, search for topics, keywords in there. A really, really good tool is something called YouTube Buddy. Did I say it right? Tube buddy. Tube buddy. Yeah. Yep. TubeBuddy. We use that one. Yep. But yeah. So keywords, right? Keywords is always going to be a bread and butter of SEO. So whenever we're thinking about optimizing, we need to think about keywords and um, we need to be putting keywords in our show title. We need to put keywords in our show description. We need to put keywords on our title that we use in YouTube. Uh, we even need to be using keywords in our individual episode titles as well. So um, when you are planning your different podcast episodes and what you're going to cover, use a keyword research tool. So I mentioned SEMrush earlier. Uh, There's also Hrefs. So they're your more premium. There's loads of keyword research tools out there, some you have to pay for. Uh, Basically, the more you pay for a keyword research tool, the more features, but all you need a keyword research tool to do, and pretty much every tool will do this, is for you to put in a topic or an idea and then it spits back like on average how popular is that search term so on average what is the monthly search volume how many people are searching for that particular keyword that particular topic um so yeah we need to be thinking about keywords also earlier i think we've both said that uh, search engines and google are very good at text and websites and stuff and It's going to struggle with audio. Uh, So there is a debate in the industry whether Google is automatically transcribing audio. But even if Google is automatically transcribing, then it will get things wrong. It's it's, it's a machine at the end of the day, right? So don't leave that up to chance. Something I always recommend is transcripts. Um, So transcripts is important from an accessibility point of view anyway, so we need to be having them. But having a transcript on your episode page helps Google and search engines understand the context, the content of the page. Because the biggest thing in SEO, whenever we're thinking about optimizing, you have to think, Google needs to understand what this page is about. Google needs to understand what this podcast episode is about, right? So having a transcript helps because you're giving more great content to Google for it to understand. Um, And that's why it's also important, I know it takes time, go through and edit that transcript, right? Like I've seen it so many times, they get names wrong, they get products wrong, they get like whatever, tool you use so the one i'm using at the moment is Podin, um and that was a recommendation from captivates danny because he has a quite he's got a scottish accent and he's struggled in the past with other transcription tools and he's found Podin to be the most accurate but you're always going to have to do some tweaking right you need to get rid of filler words as well so yeah that's also important and and think about your show notes and think about your um, individual episode pages help Google understand. Give it as much content rich for it to understand. So you so you stand a better chance of ranking uh, when people are searching for certain terms. And by also repurposing onto YouTube, like I said earlier, we know that Google shows YouTube videos as an option for people. And I've seen so many times where someone's podcast episode has ranked with their YouTube version. And it's another way of people coming across your podcast.
0: Factual. (laughs) (laughs) Why it's so funny is because I've been barking this forever and people think I'm crazy and also a lot of it just has to do with the fear of, I don't want to be on video, I don't want to be on camera. And I'm like, are you going to feel yourself in the last place? And I I get it, like it's important now because even Danny just you know was saying in the chat now that the YouTube playlist is functioning as a podcast is a real deal from about a week and a half
1: ago.
0: Yes, A week and a half ago Thursday, right? I was on a plane when it happened.
1: <laughs> Duck's always doing something when a big announcement happens. He's live or he's on a plane.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know, like how the heck does that happen, right? But in the time that Danny's done this, I know that. Jer- and I have done it, he's saying that he's noticing already starting to get some uptick in plays, right? And then so it is going to work. And especially the transcript is important, like you said, if you are working on a very common keyword and your competitor is not doing transcripts for whatever reason, because they're just putting out content, not really paying attention to the field. And I think a lot of people do that, put out content without paying attention to the field. Like you study the crap out of SEO. I study the crap out of the field of all creator topics, right? Like podcasting, live streams and things like that. And so while it has been slow moving, now that the YouTube playlist is legit and the minute they add RSS to shut up the people that keep thinking that that's important, it's not, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, wait. it's such an old tech. Nobody really cares except Tom Buck. Um, yeah, it's going to it's going to explode. And, you know, seriously, like people too billion people on a single podcast platform. The number one podcast platform, as far as listeners go in the world is YouTube. And most people wouldn't know that. Every time I ask, they go, oh, Spotify, not even close. Spotify said like 220 million.
2: And you and like i said earlier youtube is a search engine in itself right yeah people, yep, 100%. like just as just as some people open up google or they open up amazon like people open up youtube and use that to search for topics and stuff
0: and i actually do that yeah yeah because of the visual
2: And if you get into the habit of using a keyword research tool to help you plan your episode topics, because you've got that keyword in mind when you're recording your episode, you're gonna be more naturally talking about that keyword. You're gonna be talking about synonyms, so keywords that are very similar, but mean the same thing. So then when you transcribe, um, Doc, what you seem to have just been overjoyed with something. <laughs>
0: I, just ha- I, I, I did just have a light bulb because you mentioned something that I never thought of before. So thank you, Sarah. The fact that when we talk about something like a router, as you guys call it, a router for us, <laughs> you're going to speak of the ancillary words around it, right? And so as you're talking of the ancillary words around it, you're adding that extra stuff to the SEO without even realizing any, you guys, just so you don't think, I don't think about that all the time. I just have one sitting right next to me. Doc's <laughs> only ever thinking
1: about routers.
0: <laughs> I just got, I just got a brand new one and I've been setting it up. So it's just sitting here. <laughs> but anyway, yes. And, and I never thought about that. You're definitely talking about all the ins and outs, right?
2: And when you're doing your research you'll find that like people call different things different stuff or you might find a more popular way that people describe a term um so then when you've got that in mind and then you're planning your your structure your episode your talking points one thing that, you, that we don't want to turn into is we don't want a keyword stuff
0: so so katie I do know that everyone says that you want to be uh, as natural language as possible. So if if you're talking, I think it's actually hard to keyword stuff. I mean, I guess you could just sit there and, and be like, you know, um, black jacket this summer, the black jacket is the thing and everybody should have a black jacket. Yeah, of course. That's-
2: so you've always, you've always got to think about your audience, right? So when it comes to optimization, it should never get in the way of quality content. And Google is always updating its algorithm And it's got better. So when uh, the internet and SEO first came about, people were doing loads of spammy techniques to rank. So things where they would... uh, My favorite one was where they'd have a page, they would keywords to fit, but make the keywords the same color as the page. So...
0: Yes.
1: Yeah. So it's hidden.
2: Yeah. Uh, So obviously what google's mission is because google is a company in itself it's got users it needs to think about user experience so it's always going to think about okay how do we make sure that the content that we're ranking that we're showing people is quality right so they're doing like 2 updates a day to their algorithm they're doing tweaks okay And uh, this blew my mind when I found this out, because when you first get into SEO, um, there'll be this big algorithm update. Everyone talks about it like, oh, the penguin update, the panda update. And they always have like weird (laughs) animal names. Yeah. (laughs) Wonderful names. Right. Right. And basically what happens there is because Google's done a big algorithm update that's affected quite a lot of websites, so that's where the chatter happens, right? But Google's always tweaking its algorithm, always. So one thing that it's recently rolled out is something called EAT, eighty. Um, Actually, no, it's EE80. So when it first came about, it was expertise, authority, and trust. Um, But they added another one, which I think is, I'm just doing a quick Google now, because I'm in (laughs) SEO and I can.
1: Because it's very meta, (laughs) Google, Google. Experience.
2: There we go. Uh, As part of its algorithm update, I think it was like May last year, it added, bits to its algorithm where it'd look for websites, content is showing that it's an expert. It's showing it's authoritative. It's showing that it's trustworthy so we need to do that when we're um, creating our podcast episodes is that's where you can really think about the, the guests that you have on your show, adding resources to your show notes, like really proving that the content that you're creating, yes, it's hitting keywords, but that's a small fraction, right? It, it's much more. It's much more. And you always, SEO should never get in the way of quality content. You should never sound robotic. You should never sound unnatural. But the idea is that like, if you've done your keyword research beforehand and you're planning it out, you're more likely to use the words anyway, if that makes sense. So yeah, like just, just be careful. And also like when you're putting together your show notes or your website page, structure it with headings, put your synonyms in and and things like that. What
1: do the, the kind of perfect "quote unquote" show notes look like. What are you including? Is it is it just like a description of what the episode is going to be like with sources? What else goes into a, a, an amazing show notes?
2: Your, your show notes. So when it comes to podcasts, you're going to be limited with how much text you have, right? Because you're a podcast. We're audio, yeah. right? So we need to think of ways that we can help Google and help with the search engines so yeah in your show notes make sure that you're going into detail about um what the podcast covers the main topic timestamps as well so highlight um, and that would help with your structure and getting some keywords in as well um so having like uh timestamps that ha- like give highlights of different parts of your podcast because then that helps as well for people who don't want to listen to a whole podcast they can say oh look but there's a timestamp there for the exact thing that I want to listen to. If you have guests on there, show their expertise, authority, trust, like talk about them, why they qualified to talk about what this stuff to do or why they experience, why have you got them. Um, give information about you as a host, uh, what is your EAT, right? Give information about the podcast. Um, link out to resources, okay? So that's gonna really help because if you can prove that what your podcast topic or what you're talking about is backed up by research, it's backed up by resources, and it's from authoritative like, especially if you've got like a .gov in there in the URL, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Just, just think of how you can really make those, your podcast show notes shine, absolutely shine. Um, and I just wanna call out a cool feature within Captivate. Yes, please do. Um, so if you're a Captivate user, you can use dynamic show notes. So there's certain things. So with my podcast, the SEO Mindset, little plug there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> link in description. <laughs> Grab the link. <laughs> the SEO Mindset podcast. Um, I've written short codes and we also have blocks. Um, so in each of my podcast episodes, I have the same about the podcast, about the co-host. You know what I mean? There's certain things that I have on, Every podcast episode. So if you create, if you go into the dynamic show notes builder within Captivate and set up blocks, you only have to write it once and then you set that as a block. You can do templates as well. Um, and then when you're writing your show notes within Captivate, uh, you just pull in that block. And if you pull it in dynamically, if ever you want to update what you're saying, so for example, we change our day from podcast episodes going out on a Thursday to podcast episodes going out on a Tuesday. I do it in one place and then it dynamically pulls it across Awesome and things like that. Sorry, uh, that went on, off on a bit of a tangent. There.
1: That's fantastic. We actually, we discovered that embarrassingly recently and talked about it on one of these episodes. We're like, oh no, we're not using the templates. Why?
0: I use the template in the block now because it's really yeah. helpful. It does make yeah. things a heck of a lot quicker. Um, here's a good question from Anthony, and it was like, does the length of the podcast impact SEO, if at all? And I'm gonna guess, and I want to hear your answer. Um, just like an article, a 1,000 word article, well written, will perform well, but a 10,000 word article, better written, will perform better. So, I mean,
1: <laughs> I
2: don't. I, I think I think length and characters is the wrong thing to focus on because. For example, blogs. I've seen blogs that are like three hundred words long, and they're ranking number one. And basically, it doesn't matter about how long or how many words. Like it's all about how you can give the best answer. And if you can give a better answer in a more succinct, I just tried to say a really fancy word, and I think I've no, completely you nailed uh, it.
1: Succinct. You nailed it. Um, <laughs>
2: Yeah, like, because ultimately you want to give people, provide people the best answer where it it answers the question. But I think by thinking about key um, word count and podcast um, length, that's the wrong thing to focus on. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Like, there's some podcast episodes that I have where they're like 20 minutes, whereas there's other ones that are 40 minutes, and it all depends on what the topic is, how in depth it is. Yeah. My my answer there, I've waffled, is don't don't worry about the length.
0: It's it's probably As long as you're covering the asked and answered questions of your audience, you're fine. When you start purposely trying to make the answer longer so that, you know, you get longer playtime or whatever, you're going to you're going to just mess up. Everybody has watched the TV show where they've gone way too long on the explanation. Right. So, for instance, I was just watching the Netflix special about Jimmy Savile. Right. And they just went way too long. They could have did that in a single episode, but it's two hour and a half episodes. It could have been an hour and a half But period. they paid
1: for two, so they needed to stretch it yeah, out. Yeah, so then yeah. they had
0: to stretch it out, right? So you, you've you definitely seen that, and those are super obnoxious. Another question that I wanted to cover real quick uh, from the incomparable Danny: say, what is some of the top three places? Um, I'm butchering the question because I'm looking for it.
1: What are your top three recommendations for learning podcast SEO?
0: There you go. Thank you, Kate.
1: So when it comes
2: to podcast SEO, one little shout out would be, um, so Wix, if we know, if we know Wix, uh, so obviously Wix is, uh, for those who don't, is uh, an alternative to WordPress or Squarespace or I don't know. Website builder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Named you up here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So a website builder. So Wix, what they did was they put a fabulous article together all about podcast SEO, right? And, um, yeah, what they did was they interviewed SEO professionals who have podcasts and gave their recommendations of how you do podcast SEO. You will find me there as well. Yay. All right. We'll have to grab that link. But yes, um, there is an awesome article there. mordi Oberstein is the a person who works at Wix who like put this article together. But when he shared it, he hit the nail on the head and he was like, podcast SEO is wonky. <laughs> Here, here, are some ways that you can um, <laughs> that you can do it, but yeah. So when it comes to like learning about podcast SEO, it all depends on how you like to consume content. So obviously, if articles are your way, uh, there's loads of great blogs, there's resources, yeah, like the ones that I've just suggested. If you're more of a visual learner, there's lots of cool videos on YouTube that go into more detail. There's quite a lot of podcasts out there that talk about SEO. So it all depends on how, how you want to learn, right? But there's there's loads of stuff. There's loads of good stuff out there. So So yeah, but I'm happy to like provide some links like the Wix one that I I've just said afterwards I don't know I don't know how you best do that but yeah
1: yeah we get we got it both Doc and Paul were on it. <laughs> we got that we have a link in the chat we'll add it into the show notes afterwards yeah and again Shameless plug, but Sarah's got an incredible podcast and you, you do also share a lot of, I think, really helpful content on LinkedIn as well. So I, I think there's, you know, following some of these incredible SEO experts like and watching what they yeah, do. Yeah, there's
2: loads. Um, so if you would do a search of like top SEO people to follow or podcast SEO, there's a really nice community on Twitter. I don't know if there's Twitter fans. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not everyone is a Twitter fan. Uh, but yeah, there's a great community on there where there's lots of professionals that are sharing uh, what they're doing. They're creating tools. They're they're doing their experiences as well, like sharing their own experiences. There's forums as well. So, for example, I'm part of the Women in Tech SEO community. And that's just, yeah, a bunch of SEO people like asking questions, talking about it. Like, So there's forums out there. So really, like the sky's your limit. There's lots of stuff that you can do. My first ever podcast, it's still still around, you can still find it. My first ever podcast was the SEO SAS. People did pronounce it wrong and said SEO SAS. And every time I was like,
1: (laughs) no, that's not how you pronounce it. That's not what I meant.
2: (laughs) SEO, special answering service. And I think we did like 200 odd episodes in the end. Wow, that's incredible. Wow.
1: But we talk about like SEO and stuff.
0: you you blew right past the pod feed.
1: (laughs) I know. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't even listened to that one. I'll have to add that one to my list, but I love the SEO mindset. So. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome.
0: You know, one of the things that's pretty impressive is, um, you know, back in the day, Matt Cutts used to do a thing where he would come on YouTube and talk about SEO all the time because so many people were trying to like, again, game the system. And then, so now I know that they used to have like the Google webmaster series on YouTube, but I know they still do the Google search council. Search Central. There you go. So is that still a pretty decent source of information? Because I I don't know. I I think it's best to hunt it straight from the source instead of listening to all the weird stuff that people like to make up.
2: I think something else to point out here is podcast SEO is still relatively new. Do you know what I mean? And always changing and stuff. So like, for example, I don't know why Google do this. If anyone from Google is (laughs) listening, February this year, they took away. So you know how they used to put episode carousels into search engine results? Yes. That's been taken away. And that was so sad.
1: Just when we all figure out how to do something and we're like, yes, nailed it. F- and we have made it in. And then it, there's a change. And that's across platforms. They all do it. But it is always <laughs> it's always difficult to finally feel like you understand something and have it change.
3: Well, Flow Riders, Luis here, also known as Mr. Camera Junkie. Unfortunately, this episode came to an abrupt end due to a data line taking damage here at MCJHQ. HQ demonstrating the importance of catching the live recording every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ecamm's YouTube channel. We here at The Flow would like to thank Sarah for taking the time and sharing her knowledge with The Flow Riders and Ecamm fam. As always, I would like to remind you to reach out to us with any questions you might have by sending us an email to flow at ecamm.com. If this is your first time listening, you can find all of the flow episodes at flow.ecam.com and be sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcast player, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or YouTube, a five-star review is highly appreciated. We would also like to thank our sponsor Descript. It's the easiest way to transcribe and edit videos by simply editing text. We use Descript Weekly in our own workflow. Big thanks to Descript for sponsoring the Flow podcast and the only thing left to say is Flow riders out